Nick, you look so much better than I do right now. I feel like, you, is that a sweater or is that just a shirt? It's just a shirt. It's but these are shirt. lies. Look at my it, hair. <laughs> I feel like you go for, maybe this is about to be a major insult, but I feel like you go for like the messy, nice look when you do your hair as it is. So it's yeah. like, I feel like it looks natural. So, um, so I have been trying to do that, um, for like the past year. Cause that's like a thing that I don't know if people notice this, but like on TikTok, like that's like the thing right now is to have like the messy bangs, but like done up nice. Um, this look right here is not that it's, I got out of bed 10 minutes ago. <laughs> the only yeah. reason that my hair is done right now, cause I would normally be in my room is because I'm in New Hampshire, um, for my sister's family weekend at How's that going? UNH going well going good what's the correct grammar there we know i don't do recreational grammar but not at 8 9 16 not at 9 16 in the morning we're both not morning people but we're morning people for our guests in this episode um absolutely um also <laughs> just because you said your sister's family weekend we have to shout out your sister ashley but also we have to shout out your mom Mrs. Do because it's become a thing at this point that we show her out her episode. So there you go. Hi, Mrs. Do. How are you? I think we're boosting her ego up a little too much. I feel like at this point she needs to be our next guest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Surprise, here she is now. <laughs> um Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. I also just want to say the hotel so generously rented me out this conference room that I am in right now. <laughs> well. That's a conference room? I'm just kidding. They're making it sound a lot better than it is, but it's, it is a conference room. I'm in a conference room. I go, I go to the front desk. I go, excuse me, I have a telemedicine appointment and I don't want my parents listening in on it. Do you have any space in the hotel where I could take this appointment? <laughs> and I'm carrying around my external microphone and like this. And they're <laughs> probably like, what is going on right now? So thank you uh, to the Sheridan for giving me this um I don't know. I think some cybercrime company is supposed to be in here, but I'm in here until we're done with this. So <laughs> thank you, I Sheridan. Totally, if I were with you, I would have been like, um, do you know who you're speaking to? This is Justin Dew of Point of Dew fame. <laughs> I literally, when we went to the light show, I, I said it at one point. I was like, oh my God, it's Justin Dew from Point of Dew. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like cybersecurity expert, like Justin yeah. Dew, cybersecurity <laughs> expert, yeah. also of Point of Dew. Yes. point of do. On today's episode, we have my two former roommates, Elizabeth Abdu and Rachel Teresi, to talk about what it was like quarantining together in Florida for three months, their experience with Back on My Feet, an organization at which they volunteer, and we'll be talking about what it's like to get your first apartment right out of college. By the as way, well I'm as, Justin. Hello, he's Justin, as well as Keith. <laughs> Justin? Let's talk about things from our point of two. You forgot to introduce us in the beginning. I'm Justin, or I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm Justin. And this is Point of Do. Enjoy. <laughs> do, 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 do. So what's your, like, I, didn't, I haven't asked you yet. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited. This, this weekend has been, is going to be super busy. Well, it's toward the end of the weekend, but I came up here on Friday, spent time with my sister, which was really nice. Kind of got to see what the UNH campus is like, went to a volleyball game, which was really fun. Um, and then later today, I'm flying to Loyola, which I'm really excited for. I love that. Yeah, so we'll see how that is. We'll see um, if I fit in. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um, yeah, so but I'm excited to go. I'm I'm going to mass at Loyola today, which will be really exciting. Get to see some some friends. Um, 
Can you do a huge favor for us and promote the shit out of it when you're there? <laughs> I'll get <laughs> the stamp. The I'll get the stamp or like the blue tape that approves that you can hang it up around campus and I'll yes. print a flyer up. Yes. No, I was thinking more like at the end of mass. At, know, oh, at the end. Of- <laughs> I'm not working mass. Oh, H. Um, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just attending. That's but okay. I, don't mind me. I'll just get up at the end and be like, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of announcements this afternoon or this morning. Yes. Yes. Point of Dew airs every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. <laughs> and I want to say this at the beginning of the episode instead of the end, because I feel like this is where we have the, you know, the most engagement. The number one thing you um, listeners can do to help us uh, is to share on Instagram, like share to your story, recommend to friends. We're very grateful for the amount of um, listeners we have. I Like I, I've said this multiple times, I've, I never expected it to be this way but um that is how we can continue to grow is and we and we very much appreciate that support so yes how are you nick i'm good i don't really have a funky fresh intro today like i haven't really i've just been working i've been very like you low. have been working now yes. now i know you explained this to me over text but tell me what a shredding party is that you worked yesterday <laughs> morning um it's not really a shredding party it's a it's a shred event. So what people do is they bring, it's mostly old people. I'm not going to lie. Um, they bring their like, I hope they listen. Probably not. Um, shred. They bring their confidential information, like their confidential documents that they don't need anymore. They bring it to the event and they just watch it get shredded. So they have like, you know, peace of mind. Cause they bring like boxes of stuff. Some people just bring it from like years and years that it's been compiled. Um, is it all work-related stuff or is it can it be also personal stuff you just need shredded basically yes what you need shredded um (laughs) i and i'm telling you people like they bring their cars in they drive right through like it's it's a good time um i actually had loyola there was one that i um went to for extra credit um because what class gave you extra credit to go to a shred event exactly did we get the same degree no. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like same <laughs> level, like from the same university. I didn't get oh. extra credit from a shred event. Oh, absolutely. It was, no, we went, um, yeah, no, it was for my, it was not related to the class at all. It was for my um, selling concepts class um, with, yeah, so. Sure. You, Whatever that means. Was it? I don't know now that I think about it. I don't think it was. I think it was, Um. um it doesn't matter, but because I can't think of it right now. And I was going to ask our guests, but they're, they're muted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've just, that was what I did. I got an extra personal day out of it. The, the not the extra credit, but the. Look at you always credit. going for the extra credit. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would do the SpongeBob, Mrs. Puff extra credit thing, but I can't hit that octave. So we're just going to not go there. Um, should I introduce our guests? You said the obligatory, should I introduce our guests? So might as well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can wait. I can just sit here and sing to you. If you Actually, want. I'd like to hear that. Let's introduce our guests. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have two guests today. They were my former roommates right out of college. We spent a fever dream of three months together in Florida when the pandemic started, locked away. Um, I met one of them in my Messina class, which if you're listening from Loyola, you know that that's the freshman like intro class. One of them I met on my pre-fall with campus ministry. Um, Elizabeth is one of the things I admire the most about her is her dedication to social justice. It's extremely inspiring. And Rachel is just one of the most genuine people I know. So without further ado, I said ado again, please welcome Elizabeth Abdu and Rachel Teresi. Hello. Yay. Yay. Virtual clap. Virtual clap for sure. We've been waiting for this moment for so long. We're so excited to be here. I'm very excited too. When when Justin texted me and was like, can you see if Elizabeth and Rachel can 
can do episode 14. I was like, can I text them? I like <laughs> sent you a video asking you to do it. Send a carrier pigeon note. Yes. No, I literally sent a video in our group chat. You did, mm-hmm. and then I forgot to watch it. Oh, I loved it. We figured you forgot to watch it because Justin was like, she had no clue what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, 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 like, so, so I saw Elizabeth last Monday at the Boston Marathon. She came up for the marathon and I was like, oh, are you excited to be on, on the podcast next weekend? And she's like, what? And I was like, Nick, did you not tell them? And Nick's like, I think I sent a video. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like, you should. Yeah, you did. You definitely anything. didn't watch it. But to be fair, you have been so busy. Yeah, I was doing a lot last weekend was the busiest weekend of my entire life, but I guess I could have told her, but I (laughs) don't live together. You know, what's going on there? (laughs) I want to hear about like living together later, but how are both of you? Well, I slept with the windows open, so my voice feels a little raspy and I'm a little coffee, but it's not COVID. It's just the windows. It's just the allergies that's that's a fair I think I'm doing better because I sleep with my windows open as soon as it drops lower than we air condition our house which is not hard to not hard (laughs) but I also had a can I share about a weird dream I had of course course, go for it so I I really I really appreciate that you and Nick disclaim like can I do this as you're doing it Part of the intro package. <laughs> Didn't want to mess with the structure of the event. Um, there is but no. I don't know if you all watch or know the show Below Deck, but it's about yes. a crew that works on a mega yacht. And so in my dream, I worked on a mega yacht, like as part of a Below Deck crew. But instead of the patrons coming to like charter a yacht and have a boating experience. They were coming to the frozen yogurt shop I worked at in high school. So I was like serving them frozen yogurt and then they would leave the boat. <laughs> and then I was like walking around the dock advertising like the, fla- the like fall flavors we were having. And people were really confused and I was confused why they were confused. Cause it made perfect sense in my dream. <laughs> then I woke up when my alarm went off and was really flustered. So that's how I'm doing. This was just last night? This was entering 8.40 this morning. When oh, my alarm oh so you're definitely still recovering. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still reflecting on it and like what is wrong with my brain that that is what I dream about you know as as a psychologist you have to dissect that what does that mean what is what is going on in your subconscious (laughs) I think it means I watch too much trash reality television (laughs) I was gonna say about ice cream way more than the average person (laughs) well I'm already Uh, a psychologist as a psychologist do you know why my dreams are in black and white well, let me just preface that I'm not a psychologist yet, but <laughs> certified psychologist. Just <laughs> when I am, I'm sure I'll figure I'll know that, you know, that's, that's, that's the difference between me right now with a bachelor's and me, hopefully in the future with a PhD is knowing the answer to that question right there. <laughs> How many years will she have to wait for an answer on that one? Well, typical PhD programs are anywhere from five to seven. So I'll, oh. I'll let you know. Okay. Set a calendar notification. I said, yeah. <laughs> to WebMD you go. <laughs> Elizabeth, you, I mentioned you came up for the marathon last weekend. Um, I think you got, I, I hate to badmouth my favorite airline and I think your favorite airline as well. Yeah. But want to share what happened there? So I'll tell you the whole story starting from the beginning of my weekend. So that weekend, I was running in the Baltimore Running Festival, which was on Saturday. I was waking up on Sunday morning. I was running 13 miles, which turned into 16 miles on Saturday. So I'm waking up sore on Sunday morning at four in the morning to hop on a plane to Boston for the Boston Marathon to watch it, not to run in it on Monday morning. We, I wake up at four in the morning on Sunday and look at my phone. We weren't planning. My alarm was set for five, but I just like checked the time. And I saw I had an email from Southwest and it was like changes to your flight. And I was like, 
well, I hope this isn't my flight that I'm getting on in three hours. <laughs> it was. Um, so the email was like, okay, you've been, your flight's been canceled and you've been rebooked to Monday morning at six in the morning. And I was like, that is not the same as Sunday at <laughs> all. So I like come downstairs, Megan, who was flying to Boston with me was in uh, sleeping on the couch. And I was like, Oh my gosh, our like Megan, our flight's canceled. I like traumatized her by waking her up with the bed. <laughs> I wish we had her to tell that part of the story because her retelling of, of you waking her up was was traumatic. I woke her up really gently, but apparently like not enough. Megan's <laughs> Megan's retelling went something along the lines of Elizabeth came downstairs and she goes, <laughs> Megan, I have the worst possible news. And she's like, Oh my god, did somebody die? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't think that that's exactly how it went, but if that's how she feels, like, totally fair. I apologize to Megan for having woken her up in that traumatic way, but we were flying with our friend Beth, who was, like, a certified adult, and we called her, and we were like, Beth, what do we do, and when your flights usually get canceled, like, there's not 1,300 other flights that also got canceled, so, like, you can go to the airport and, like, find yourself another flight to get rebooked on. And so we were like, okay, we're going to go to the airport and talk to the people at the gate and be like, hey, can you get us on another flight? We get to the airport at 530 in the morning on a Sunday morning. I, I have flown on every busy flying day ever, and I've never seen an airport as crowded as it was at 530 in the morning last Sunday. So we were like, dang, I don't think we can wait in this line. This is crazy. We like checked and all the flights to Boston had been canceled we like started reading the news that Southwest was like falling apart and we hopped in a car and drove to Boston. It was crazy. We were tired. <laughs> um, not only did I get my flight refunded that they canceled, they also gave me a voucher for another flight. So I have like two free flights out of it. We love that. One I paid for one is free. And so yeah, I think they handled it well, but an unfortunate situation, especially for the people who were running in the Boston Marathon and had to find a way to get to Boston. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was kind of a nightmare last week. I mean, so I've been told. I I fortunately was not flying. I'm flying this afternoon though, so I will let you know what happens. My flight back was perfect on Monday. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. they, they started getting their shit together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> good, good. If you couldn't tell, you can swear on this podcast. Um, <laughs> might I remind y'all of the four F's real quick? No, you can. Really you don't. No, that. I would remember we said we're going to get as far away from the four F's <laughs> after that episode. I've heard great. Uh, the only feedback I have gotten from that is that it's hysterical because you usually don't speak that way. Yeah, People were very shocked. I told I said in the episode, I said, I'm really just exposing myself and my not <laughs> also the back and forth for the entire week of do we include that do we cut it oh out? oh my we gosh the behind the scenes information from the, do we include it do we not oh my gosh what should i do do might sound like a <laughs> speaking as a point of view viewer good choice i was i listened to it when i'm driving and <laughs> i just about crashed the car i was like <laughs> I this just happened <laughs> Well, we don't want to cause automotive accidents. So for that reason, maybe we should take it out. No, no, in the kidding. best way. <laughs> Disclaimer, may cause accidents on highways or busy main streets. Honestly, I think I'm a hazard to myself. I laugh so much when I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is probably dangerous. <laughs> there was one draft where all four of the Fs were bleeped. So it was just like bleep, 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 bleep. And then Nick going, oh my God. So it sounded <laughs> so bad. And then we're like, mm, let's just bleep the, the last that's because then I because I go into detail later on about what they are. And that's the even <laughs> worse part about it. And we're still talking about the four F's. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the fifth F uh, feet. Um, <laughs> that sounded terrible. Oh, my God. Back. Back. Was, on my no, feet. That was the, we're not going to do that. We're not oh. good. We're not good. We're not going into that. Okay. I think we should keep that in. That was great. That was <laughs> phenomenal. I was gonna go a different route with it, but I know where I know why you were 
that that was me trying to transition and also me being really red in the face right now because that transition just oh. as it came out of my mouth was the worst transition yeah i, I was gonna go back since in the beginning of the podcast yeah uh, nick oh, you take oh, over oh. from here i need to drink some water okay well no it was an appropriate uh segue because i think you were going to ask about their experience with um back on my feet which was what they ran the time oh. for. i think that's what you were doing right I was, yeah. yeah, but 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 from what are we transitioned from? <laughs> yeah, uh, that oh, was like God. that was yeah, like on, in the actual episode we went from that to your nana, and now we're oh, oh now my we're gosh, doing... okay, now we're doing this. Oh, that was that made my day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, can you can either of you talk just like a little bit about what Back on My Feet is because it's an incredible organization that I thought Megan started back in the day and she did not. Um, just like what you guys did with, or what you do with Back on My Feet and why you ran the 10K. And that. And how long you've been involved with it. Yeah. Um, so the brief little spiel on Back on My Feet, it's a national organization. It partners with various cities across the country. They have 14 locations right now. Um, and one of their partner cities is Baltimore. And in those partner cities, they partner with transitional housing facilities, recovery facilities um, that already have their own established programs. In Baltimore, they partner with four recovery facilities and Back on My Feet offers a supplement to people in their recovery process. And so should they choose, they can wake up at 5.30 in the morning, come out and run with a group of people from the facility and volunteers um, and their commitment to running um, along with like other services back on my feet provides like they commit to running and then back on my feet helps them with um, job resources housing resources and also a community of people to support them so that is back on my feet in a nutshell um, I've been involved since I was a sophomore in college um, and I convinced Rachel to become involved during the pandemic when we were doing like all virtual just team meetings on zoom to like build community and um, so yeah, do you want to talk about like fundraising for them and stuff? Sure. Yeah. So we, um, for the Baltimore Running Festival, we signed up as fundraisers. Uh, ah. Yeah, that's actually what it was called. <laughs> I have a shirt that says it. Um, but we, so we signed up to do that and for um, Back on My Feet and so we had links all over our social media um, and talking about the great work that Back on My Feet does and our experience with it. And we were able to raise quite a, quite a bit of money, which was very exciting. Um, the minimum fundraising goal was, I believe, $250. And we ended up raising way more than that. So that was very exciting. Um, and that all culminated in the Baltimore Running Festival weekend which was the best day of my life, I think, personally, but for multiple reasons. Um, running my first 10K and running in my first race ever was just an incredible experience, but even more so, the folks that we run with that are members of the recovery facilities, watching them reach this really monumental goal had me crying in the club, aka crying at the finish line when they all came running by. I was really having an emotional experience. Um, it was just so awesome to see them working towards something that was getting them back on their feet. And they were so proud and we were so proud. And uh, it was just an absolutely incredible day. And then one of my coworkers was asking me the Monday after, she was like, so now that you've done this, are you going to start sleeping in in the morning? I was like, absolutely not. I'm completely hooked. Like these are some of my best friends and the best people I know. And I, not being a morning person, am surprisingly very excited to wake up four mornings a week to go hang out with those people and also do some running as a side part of that. And something that's really cool about the Baltimore Running Festival and Back on My Feet is that the volunteers fundraise for it, but the members are also training for all the same races. And so every Saturday, in addition to our weekday runs, we do long runs on Saturday. And so like together we all accomplish running goals. And it's really, really cute. 
That's everything. Keep Rachel's Facebook for the most adorable photo of her and her <laughs> training buddies crossing the finish line. We decided with their that, hands held. Yeah, <laughs> we decided that the most appropriate way we saw the cameraman at the finish line, and we decided that the most appropriate way to finish that race would be to hold hands and stick our hands up in the air. That's adorable. And it's That's so awesome. Yeah, so I probably should pay to get that yeah. print unwatermarked, but haven't done that yet. Um, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was, it's a wholesome, wholesome pick. That's how Justin and I finish each episode, actually. We run <laughs> to our halfway point and hold each other. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we should start running like right now because we yeah. got it all the way up to Massachusetts. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Also, I just want to say they also have a Boston chapter, and we have a lot of listeners in Boston. So, if anybody's interested in that, um, and if you want to learn more, we can definitely put the website in uh, yeah. the description of this episode. But it definitely sounds like it has so many different elements of what makes it a successful program. The biggest one that I'm hearing is definitely that community feel that no matter what role you are in the organization, whether you're a volunteer whether you're um is, is it clients what was the right term the members members mm-hmm. whether you're a member whether you're you know part of like an admin role it just sounds like you all kind of come together as a community around that running um around you know you know waking up in the morning is not the easiest for everybody um but good for you guys for sticking with it rachel as a fellow non-morning person uh, good for you. That for me, it it shows there's hope that I maybe I can become a morning person one day. <laughs> I wouldn't say um, I'm a morning person now. I just feel less angry. Okay, less angry now. <laughs> okay, uh, that's awesome. I have a question. Uh, this is something new we're trying actually. A point of view we haven't done this yet before, but it's just I think it would be good to try with you guys for the first time. And honestly, we forgot this last week, but we realized it right after. So I'm going to bring in Nick Staker real quick, who was our guest from last week. Okay, so I have a quick question. Um, We really, this is something new we're trying out. Um, We haven't asked anybody this yet, but if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be and why? I'd probably say banana because you know I'm I'm a I'm a sweet person and oh. you know um and a banana is like, like really sweet so so I have a question yeah would you I have a follow up question are you the banana character when you play Among Us no I knew that I just wanted to ask because that's fine did. that's totally fine and you, and you spell banana b-a-n-a-n-a-s right that's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um well thank you I just needed to ask that question okay if you were a fruit what <laughs> fruit would you be okay so a fun fact is that at back on my feet every morning we have a question of the day and it's a similar vibe to this though not the same question every day it's a different okay well yeah <laughs> this is the first time we're doing it we're going to start asking guests but... gotcha oh all right yes um i had an answer for this as i listened to the podcast like every single time actually <laughs> yeah and we might have said it once or twice before i don't think i had Honestly, every time I just think of a different fruit that I like. I think that's everyone. Related. I think that's what I can't ever does. relate it to anything. I'm just like, oh, today I think I like strawberries. I feel like you need to have an answer, though. You don't want to be the first guest to not have an answer. Oh, well, I'm yeah. going to say strawberry. I love that. I'm okay. going to say a pineapple because I was watching SpongeBob last night. And that's just really on the brain. And how cool would it be to live in a pineapple? You could just like eat the wall when you're hungry and not need to go to the grocery store well then you lose your home wait so if you were a fruit you would be a fruit because you would eat yourself <laughs> <laughs> that is the sixth f 
Uh, fruit? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I that's what I thought you were going to say when you were like the fifth F. I thought you were going to say fruit, and I thought that's that, that would have been a better transition, and we're still no, talking about this transition. <laughs> oh, I hope this doesn't become scary. a thing, but now it's definitely going to become a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just locking in my answer. I think I've, I've dug too deep a hole to get myself out of it. Well, Justin, you have a friend, because Justin's also a pineapple. Mm, that's I am also fun. a pineapple. I've been thinking of switching mine to cherry because like avocados, like, I don't know. Cherries also have pits. Nick, but then we have to implement a rule of how many times can you change your fruit? Because this would be the second time you've changed it. (laughs) Okay, but like I am fruity. So like. (laughs) Then we make an exception? Like Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. I'm kidding. Um, Oh no, I'm not, but yeah. Do you remember when you referred to yourself as a Fruit Loop? to our landlord no did I really I well I believe it was just to Elizabeth and I but you were telling us that we should tell our landlord that you were a fruit loop and therefore like something happened that's incredible shout out mm-hmm. to our, our my former landlord that's a good transition though wait uh, but did Elizabeth say her fruit yeah, she said a strawberry. Oh, strawberry. Okay, I thought you were like, I don't know, I'm a strawberry. Oh, but, no, all right, all right. She's locked in. All right, go ahead, Nick, with the transition. Well, do you have anything to add? Because I don't want to like to the fruit conversation. To just anything. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. I was gonna do the transition too, but you jumped right to it. Well, we're no, doing great today. One. This is proof that we're not morning people. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have one, go for it. Well. I was just going to say, you guys were talking about we have your a landlord, and yes? It totally relates to our landlord. Okay. And Nick being a Fruit Loop. So, <laughs> once upon a time, Nick and I are sitting on this very couch, and we're setting up our Wi-Fi, and I was like, okay, Nick, like, what should the, pa- like, what should the username and password be, or whatever, and so, so our, our dear friend Nick shares with me a password. I'm like embarrassed, but couldn't think of anything else. So it was like, whatever. Rachel is upstairs for like three minutes, comes back downstairs. And I was like, Rachel, we've set the Wi-Fi password for the listeners. Our Wi-Fi password is should we kiss question mark, all lowercase, no spaces. (laughs) And (laughs) Rachel was like, I can't believe I left you two to make this decision. (laughs) I literally left for three minutes. How did this happen? And... So one day our landlord was working from the house, like, cause we were getting new windows and we had to tell him our Wi-Fi password. And let me tell you, it was embarrassing. <laughs> That's wonderful. And we sent these screenshots to Nick that like, we had to share the password with the landlord. And we were like, oh my God, Nick, like we just had to tell John the Wi-Fi password. And Nick was like, it's okay. You can just tell him that your third roommate is a Fruit Loop. <laughs> Uh, that that's yes that is what i said there's the context that's how yeah. nick became a fruit loop yeah yes i also can you tell the story real quick of when rachel froze asking where because i i can just for some some back some context i've, I've shared this before but 2020 was a very rough year for me mental health wise and i took you know i took the steps to recover and i'm doing a lot better like i have a full-time job now and it's just kind of in a way back to normal. Um, but I wasn't at our apartment for a very long period of time. We're talking months. And one day our landlord was over and noticed my absence and said, hey, I haven't seen Nick in a while. I'll let you take it from here, Rachel. All right, well, <laughs> I for some reason decided that I didn't wanna share Nick's absence with our landlord for fear that we were breaking some part of our con or of our lease with him, which doesn't, I understand that doesn't make sense, but I'm not great in the moment answering things. So I was like, oh, well, like he's at home in Massachusetts with his parents, but like sometimes he's here, but like, you know, he just like, he comes and goes, like he's here sometimes. <laughs> I you had know, been there like once. Did Nick, not come and go. No, Nick <laughs> has not been there since May and I'm pretty sure he asked this in like October he had gone he had gone he didn't come but he had gone Elizabeth I love your reaction to the story because you were standing there and you were like (laughs) 
I'm at the table and I'm just staring at her and I was like, I have nothing to contribute because I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> I just you had to go along with like, it. Yeah, sure, John. Like that's what's going on here. I rambled for so long. Yes, now our group chat between the three of us, which used to be called Together Forever, is now affectionately and appropriately called He Comes and Goes with the walking <laughs> man emoji. <laughs> I, this is honestly, we already kind of have a sneak peek of what it was like, but I know that, and Nick, you said this in the introduction, that the three of you quarantined together when everything went kablooey in, uh, in t- March of 2020. Um, you quarantined at Elizabeth's parents house in florida right um yes. shout out to them i miss both of you if you're listening to this Mr. <laughs> <Mrs>. <laughs> um so i wanted to ask and i'll you know i'll just open it up to anyone who wants to respond but what was that like what's it like you know th- what's the dynamic like kind of the three of you living together and living in an apartment together but then also just generally maybe for our, our listeners what it's like kind of getting your first apartment after graduating and especially in the year of COVID, obviously, but any advice or tips, but first off, what was it like living together and especially in quarantine and stuff? I can, I can to put it concisely, a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> this will elaborate. Let me spin you a tale real quick. So we were in Florida at, at the Abdu home for spring break of 2020 and that was before COVID was like really a thing it was like in China but not really here yet we shut down Disney yes we did go to Disney and we hand sanitized a lot but like there were no masks worn or social distancing observed but to be fair it was before that was like Mm -hmm. recommended yeah yes um and so then we went back to Loyola for a total of three days and then Loyola was like oh we're actually going to shut down for two weeks so the three of us were like woohoo spring break part two let's go back to Florida and let's drive there because now like there were no flights anywhere because like that people like the flights were shut down I think um and so we took the 19 hour road trip back down to Florida and began a three-month stay instead of two weeks. And there were the three of us, three adult children, basically. Then Elizabeth's brother, who was also an adult, arrived home. So there were four adult children, two certified adults, and a dog, all living in this home in Florida in retirement community land. My parents also would like to point out like put all of their furniture in storage when they moved and like refurnished their house. So they have enough bedrooms for everyone, but like one of them didn't have beds in it. So one day we're sitting at the kitchen table and we were like talking about how we were probably going to get stuck there for longer than two weeks. And they were like, you know, we should probably just buy some bunk beds for the other room. So they just got some bunk beds for the room that didn't have beds in it. And we really made ourselves at home in Florida. I didn't realize we had actually purchased the bunk beds. This was like a very casual dinner. Oh, it was a very like spur of the moment conversation that we didn't think was actually going to happen. (laughs) I feel like this was a common occurrence as of spring 2020, where like kids moving back home. It was what wasn't common was people's like other people's kids moving back home to to your home which I feel like was unique to your parents Elizabeth (laughs) we loved it they had the best time opening their home up our time in Florida was really interesting though like Rachel and I would make a dinner every two weeks we would make a dinner menu and we would post it on the refrigerator so that the, the boys in the house like knew what we were eating every night but like we would execute that dinner and so they would just like come into the kitchen and be like, oh, what are we having for dinner? And just like read the refrigerator. It was so weird. The whole thing is so, feels like it didn't, it, like it existed in a different universe. We would have pool parties on Saturdays, Friday afternoons, and we would drink Capri Sun <laughs> in, the, in the pool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we I'm pretty sure we zoomed oh, yeah, one we time when you guys were in 
doing your pool party yeah (laughs) probably well one of elizabeth's favorite anecdotes to share she had her selinger scholars like bonus hour friday afternoons between like three and four which is really when like the pool party ramped up for the day so nick and i would be walking around in the background like with pool noodles in our bathing suits and like capri suns and (laughs) elizabeth would be on camera and her teacher who knew i believe both of Nick and I she knew me at least was like is that Rachel walking around in her bathing suit in the background (laughs) (laughs) and Elizabeth was like I'm not gonna lie yes yeah that's completely the situation (laughs) we used to like mess with classes that we were in together like we would get on the same screen at some point and people but like it would be after we were on separate screens for like the entire time and teachers would be like what like they would be so and then we'd have to explain the whole thing but the whole reason we were living together was because we were looking we were apartment hunting and we had to do it virtually which I don't think anybody's ever done in their entire life until this year that's true right yeah it's the the thing you said about you would like mess with people in your classes I did that with Dan fall of 2020 because no one knew or very few people knew we were living in the same area and he was in the basement of my home like an unfinished with like concrete around whatever and I was in like the furnished area with like treated pine or whatever they call that like you know the like the the, I think naughty pine or something look and so people were like (laughs) either he would show up or I would show up in his thing like what the heck how did that happen um that's so funny but yeah so then you found an apartment in Baltimore right one more story before we transition okay so it was LG Lady Gaga's birthday oh I love talking about her during this stay and since we were in an alternate dimension (laughs) it was decided that we should have a full house full-fledged birthday party for Lady Gaga (laughs) so we made a full cake (laughs) <laughs> and Nick decorated it like saying happy birthday Lady Gaga on it and I'm pretty I'm about 99 no I'm definitely sure we sang happy birthday to her and then celebrated with a pool party of virgin pina coladas and we listened to her music which for some reason on shuffle all that kept coming on was songs songs from a star is born but it was great it was great because like love that movie and the soundtrack is like basically all her um the cake was also chromatica theme also what was it like living with a stan um during the release of an album campaign we did our part we did rachel and i learned what it meant to do our part and stream songs over and over again (laughs) so that it can show up on the top of the charts yes we got it to number five on the billboard hot 100 and then rain on me we got to debut at number one that was wild (laughs) I literally ran up to you when we were at our apartment. I was like, guys, guess what? <laughs> Nick, I'm just now realizing your longest committed relationship is to Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And it's to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? Oh, man. I'm sorry. Now we may transition. <laughs> but that was an important anecdote to make sure we threw on in there. Sure. Did also mention that I tucked you into bed for three months straight? <laughs> Because that was something that you both requested. Did that continue together. when you moved into Baltimore? No. No, he stopped doing it. But then, like, it was kind of sad. We did make him come and turn off our light every night. Yeah. Yes. That you were both in drif- different rooms. And I feel like at that point, it would be, like, very creepy. I'm like, hi, Rachel. Good night, Rachel. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, dear, are you going to come tuck us in? And I was always like, of course, here I come. <laughs> yeah, Nick would come tuck us in. And then we, like... Elizabeth in my bedroom and Nick's bedroom shared a bathroom like in this in the center like instead of a hallway in between them it was a bathroom and that is when Nick chose to take a shower so he would turn on all the lights and blast his music after tucking Elizabeth and I in like for supposed slumber he would blast his music and take his like hour-long shower and we're like all right but it was amazing we loved it what did you learn in that hour you just said it the other day what did i learn she didn't learn anything oh no she learned basically the entire catalog of britney spears oh oh, yeah yeah we did (laughs) notice that so we were watching britney night on dancing with the stars last week and we knew every single word to every single song and we were like 
how do we know all of this? And we were like, oh, it's definitely from Nick showers Mm -hmm. in Florida for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Hold it against me. Thanks to dear. I will never hold it against you. Did you get it? No, I know I get it. So a lot of fun. So you guys mentioned that you did some virtual apartment hunting um, and then eventually you guys did end up getting an apartment together. Do you guys have any tips for apartment hunting that you could give to our listeners? Um, especially if, I mean, COVID is still very much a thing, but especially if you're doing it virtually the way that you guys did. We did, we found our place on Facebook marketplace. Um, really? Yeah. And we really lucked out. We spent a lot of time on Zillow and Facebook and we would just like send links to each other and we would just look at the photos and see if we were interested. We would message a lot of people that didn't respond. Um, so I feel like the people that did respond, like we knew were actually like interested in having tenants, which was good. Um, and when we met John, we were like, he seems cool and legit and like not going to scam us. <laughs> that's <laughs> important. That's really yeah. that's- yeah and and like we ended we got a good deal on this place because it was COVID and not that many people I think were apartment hunting and if they were like it wasn't crazy like it is now to find a place um we didn't have to like plan a zillion years in in advance Mm -hmm. like right now people we know that are looking for places like they're going so fast and so like you actually have to apply and it's like competitive but for us by the time we had like FaceTimed and introed with John it wasn't like he was like apply yeah let us know let me know if you like do want to live here yeah and nice. the so we hadn't seen the house before we moved in we had just taken a face a blurry facetime tour because <laughs> i don't know whether he was like connected to the wi-fi and it wasn't working or something but so we didn't really have like he wasn't connected to should we kiss exactly and so we like had a very we kind of took a leap of faith with it as did john because nick and i did not have jobs at this point he was renting his home to three fresh graduates two of which did not have jobs elizabeth the breadwinner yeah elizabeth pays the rent every month i'm just squatting here but yeah it was remember sorry i keep interrupting you i'm gonna go shut up now please continue what do you nick you were a part of this process well i was just gonna ask do you remember the one tour we or like we did like two tours in person like before the pandemic really ramped up and there was one person that speaking of scamming was like oh yeah it's a three-bedroom we got there it was literally his food pantry like in the kitchen and he was like yeah like no the third person just moved out but she used to sleep here and she had like a mattress on here he was totally lying like there was no third person he was trying to sell his two-bedroom apartment or rent his two-bedroom apartment to three people um right up to like he was like yeah she was able to fit like a dresser there were shelves on every single wall it was a food pantry (laughs) it was a walk-in food pantry I yeah, <laughs> wow. I remember that. And that was ridiculous. And we were like, we may be like young and not experienced, but how, like, how are you trying to sell this to us as a three bedroom house? You just have to be careful about if you're doing it with, if you're um, house searching without someone who has more experience, just make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of. Um, because unfortunately there are people who see young people at and decide that they can take advantage of them make sure you're getting what you're paying for yes and I know that's probably more prevalent with rent prices now too like things were not we have got a great deal because we moved in May of 2020 when everyone was in deep lockdown um but I know that that's probably a more important thing to be aware of now if you're apartment searching. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And I'm curious, I mean, you guys seem like you got along, you get along very well, but do you have any advice for picking out roommates or rooming with friends and making that work and what worked better, what didn't work as well? I mean, 
apparently one roommate has to tuck the other roommate in that <laughs> that that works well um <laughs> but any any advice there on um you know how to how to live together well with 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 friends um or did it just happen so seamlessly and you guys just made it work right off the bat and nothing no nothing went awry um, so fun fact about us is we never lived together in college, which like no one really, I feel like everyone just oh, wow. that we did. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> all three of us had never lived together in college. Um, but so I, we all have had a variety of roommates, that's for sure, throughout our times in college. And this is definitely just like, was easy. Yeah. I and think I we got very lucky that our three living styles happen to mesh very well together um because I know some folks who have moved in with friends recently after graduating and yes they're great friends but they're not necessarily great roommates together because their living styles don't mesh very well and if there's not open communication which is very difficult to do that can cause tension so I know some people that have experienced that so I guess it's good to have like those tricky conversations about how you really are as a roommate and like what your living style is before you take the jump which we we didn't we didn't we took that. the jump and <laughs> it worked out very well apparently Elizabeth and I were meant to live together because we literally once Nick had gone home it was still like deep COVID lockdown and we literally spent every single minute together in our home for about a year and I don't know about you but I'm still sitting next to each other on a couch yeah I would never like get me out of here which was kind of surprising because I like my Rachel time but I don't really ever need my Rachel time when like in our house Nick do you have anything to add about advice choosing roommates living together well with people yeah it's just it is so hard to live with friends. not like I'm not saying this specific but just to reiterate what they said like it is very uncommon in my opinion for friends to live well together I just think like we've I mean we've each individually I think experienced that in a sense um and Justin I don't know if you can re relate or not but in Florida I don't know what it you know, necessarily, like, I don't think I can name what it was, but it just, we just lived together. I don't know if it was because it was like a, like a literal fever dream. We spent pretty much 24 seven together because we couldn't go anywhere. It was just, it worked very well. It just did. Like it, what you're right about, like, we didn't like go into it. Like, well, first of all, we planned this for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like this was not a three month plan. But we had such a, like, just good time, but also just, like, I don't know if it was just an understanding that, like, okay, this is, like, unprecedented time. Um, we were graduating seniors that, like, were getting thrown at, like, more work than we would have if we were in person. And we are just, like, okay, we don't really, like, care anymore. Like, um, <laughs> like, we did our work, but, like, it was very just monotonous. But we'd play – I think one of my favorite parts was playing board games at night. We're all big fans of board games, so we played um, a bunch of them. And it was, like, just that and our hot tub – uh, just our routine, like our weird routine that we created that would never work in any other lifetime except those three months. Like it was just really fun. You guys getting watching Jeopardy. And also, I do want to say though, for the people, like we did have so much fun. Um, but for everybody that like yelled at us saying, like, we're jealous of you, Elizabeth and I were just talking about this. Like, you got like to live with friends, like, you didn't know. It's like, yes, but think about your college roommates. Like, it's, it becomes they become just your roommates and obviously friends like your roommates usually stay your friends but like it wasn't like a slumber party every night I would agree it definitely wasn't like party every day like right. still we're living in a pandemic in Florida of all places which was was and still is the worst place to be for from a COVID standpoint and like everything so that's a good point I yeah because Yes, like on Friday afternoon for an hour, we would have a pool party, but most of the day 
was wake up, breakfast, go to classes, do your work. Because Nick and I were still working for campus ministry and Elizabeth was still working for CCSJ and Mr. Abdu was working in the house too. So it was not like a loud party all the time. Then we would go for a walk, make dinner, play a board game and go to bed. So we had fun, but yeah, it was just basically like living with your family, with your friends who are now an extension of that family. Justin, what did you do in court? Like, I'm like, I know you've had multiple iterations of like what you were doing in quarantine because like fall semester you were with friends you know living in quarantine but before that what was it what was it like for you when everything first hit yeah just like the first couple of months um well I when we got the email that we were gonna you know, be off campus for two weeks my mom goes bring as much for uh, not furniture as much clothes as you can because it doesn't seem like you're gonna be back um so I went back home my brother came back. My brother went to for junior year and senior year. He reclassed, so he did junior year twice and then senior year at a, a boarding prep school for hockey. And so he came back. They didn't. Um, he came back home. He didn't stay at school. My sister was already living at home, and so all five of us were under the same roof, which wasn't wasn't an uncommon experience because in the summer that's kind of how it was. Um, but yeah, and it was it was hard to get used to doing classes remotely I think because we all needed our we all needed our own space I think you guys kind of talked about like Nick and Rachel were working for campus ministry as well as doing classes Elizabeth working for CCSJ as well as doing classes Mr. Abdu working uh, maybe your maybe your mom was working too your brother um, was in school your brother was in school and so it's just kind of finding where our spaces were was the most difficult thing because my dad was also working and then myself and my two siblings were all in class and so trying to find where we could all do things at the same time um and if our wi-fi was going to handle it um was the biggest thing i will say that uh the sport pickleball got me through quarantine um i my family has a a, a multi multi-use sport court in our backyard and so we put the pickleball lines on and so as long as the court was dry we would play every day and so that helped me through because that was my no matter when I had class because you couldn't leave home really so whenever I had class I would then just go out and we would all have a time we'd go out and play pickleball along with the dog walks which I'm sure every dog owner would say they took their dogs on multiple walks because it was an excuse to get out of the house um but it was interesting it was but pickleball definitely helped I didn't live with friends but I got to live with friends in the fall and that was a lot of fun it 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 brought the college experience to wherever we were because we weren't able to go to Loyola but yeah that was my experience um something that I wanted to ask the three of you is you guys seem like you guys have been friends forever and so just because I like origin stories I would like for all three of you maybe Elizabeth and Rachel and then and then Nick go in that order um, about how you guys met um, as Nick mentioned in our intro Nick and I met in Messina which is the freshman seminar uh, at Loyola and so we met on our very first day. I guess it was before school started. They do like freshman orientation and stuff. And so that's where Nick and I met. Um, and we were like Messina friends ever since then. Like, I think he and I will both tell you that we were each like the only person that each other liked in our Messina class, probably. Um, so we stuck together. My favorite part about Messina was that Nick, it was, it happened in our freshman dorm. So Nick would like roll in in his pajamas to class like every single day. It was amazing. Um, so yes, that's how I met Nick. Um, and then I met Rachel. I didn't meet them like together. I met Rachel because Rachel lived in, Rachel lived in a different freshman dorm than I did. And one of my friends also lived in that freshman dorm and they lived in the same nook. And they had this really, really, really weird, strong bond between all of them in their nook and they would like sit on their own beds but like yell to each other's beds that were like in different bedrooms but like 
across for those who don't know there's there's first year dorms at Loyola there's two buildings that have nooks so basically there are uh, three or four rooms in one nook that share a bathroom and a nook is just kind of like if you have a hallway there's just inlets that have the rooms that offshoot it so that's what a that's what we're saying when we, when we refer to a nook and that's how so that's how I met Rachel but I'll let her tell you the story of how we actually became friends but that's where I first met Rachel yeah so it's interesting because Elizabeth was good friends with Nick and I was good friends with Nick and Elizabeth and I were like friendly but not like we would never like hang out one-on-one at this point um but Nick was my first Loyola friend because we met at the campus ministry pre-fall program and I will share you can edit out the story if it's not appropriate for the podcast but so, the campus ministry pre-fall story you can edit it out if it's not appropriate I'm no, scared what's happening right I know now. what you're gonna say the first conversation I ever had with Nick we were re-mulching um like tree boxes on York Road and it was really hot because it was the summer and Nick came up to me and he was like oh do you know if there's a bubbler around and I was like oh I'm sorry I don't do drugs I did not know he was asking for a water fountain I thought he was asking me if I had like some sort of drug paraphernalia that he could borrow and I was like I thought I was at the campus ministry pre-fall program like who is this person and Nick just looked at me like what I just asked (laughs) him for a water fountain and I was there telling him I did not do drugs he was like okay me neither (laughs) (laughs) I feel an episode title just like under the ground we're hovering over somewhere. (laughs) I was thinking fever dream as the episode title. I I mean, I'm sorry. I don't do drugs. Sounds phenomenal to me. (laughs) And that it was the beginning of a lifelong friendship. No, I'm sorry. I don't do drugs. (laughs) I cannot help you obtain the paraphernalia necessary for that. Um, And then, yeah, then that was that. Nick and I, like, were pretty inseparable ever since. I loved that people recognized that at school. Hmm? Like, people thought we were, there were so many people that thought we were literally dating. Oh, yeah, I have a running list in my notes app. Yeah, like, but, like, actually, (laughs) there were multiple people that were, like, wait, you guys aren't dating? And we were, like, no, we just, like, really enjoy each other. Like, even our supervisor, like, recognized how much we enjoyed being in each other's company. We used to watch American Horror. I mean, we still do watch American Horror Story together. But we used to get York Road um, (laughs) chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, and fries, which York Road chicken nuggets, best things ever. I miss them so much. I can still taste them. Also, they really give you a ton of food for $7. Like, hello. I mean, it's probably because it's not actually chicken. No, but it was so good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know what we were eating. Um, And so then Elizabeth and I, sophomore year, took a class together. And it was the hardest class I think we both took at Loyola, even though it was English 101. And we, we knew each other. So we sat next to each other the first day of class. And... I was um our professor like introduced a project that we individually were all supposed to read part of a book that we were working on at that point and present something to the class about it yeah it was like throughout the semester like everyone like for one day it was their day to present yes so I said oh he he asked for volunteers on who would do this first like the first the next day the second class like who wants to be the first presenter so I raised my hand I was like oh Elizabeth and I'll do it together and he was like I literally just got finished saying that this is like an individual project I was like oh but see if I'm volunteering to go first like I think I should get to do it with someone because I like no one else like I'll be like starting at a disadvantage because I won't have watched anyone else do it and I think he was so flustered by my request that he said yes (laughs) <laughs> and Elizabeth and I worked on this together and that was you bargained the best friends ever <laughs> that was that then we spent every waking moment together for the rest of college even though we somehow didn't live together we had a lot of sleepovers but we never actually lived in the same apartment which was kind of wild 
but we did we our friendship was based on english homework for sure that first semester that's like all we did Mm -hmm. all the time bonding through suffering yeah (laughs) it was also my like if not my most favorite one of my very most favorite classes Mm -hmm. we took though because our professor was very passionate about the class and he just had really cool stories and it was a fun it was a fun class even though it was also the hardest class we took and that as they say is that (laughs) and then Nicholas and I just I don't even know how we ended up starting to hang out just the three of us but that then once that happened that really took off as well I think it's just because we all like knew each other. We were at that point, like you were very close friends with Elizabeth. I was very close friends with Elizabeth. I was very close friends with you. So just like we all, you know, in college, it's like, how many people can you fit? And even now, now that I have a job, it's like, how many people can you fit into one gathering? Elizabeth and I were talking about that. Cause it's like, I have two, maybe one day of free time a week. So I'm like, yeah, you can come too. Like, let's get everybody that we know to show up at this thing. Um, that's just how I like my gatherings to go anyway. I'm, I'm, a social, I'm a social butterfly. So it's like mix and mingle. Everyone just come in. Come on. Now. You can yeah. come too. Not you to be like too. everyone always wants to hang out with me and Rachel, but you know, we have a pretty packed social calendar. So <laughs> like, yeah, we're hanging out with so-and-so, but like, yeah, come, come to that. Because yeah, we don't yeah. have another time that you can hang out with us. We, I literally think that it would benefit us to start an Excel sheet of our week <laughs> and then we will fall over from exhaustion. I just, I've been telling you both for years that you're really cool and you always denied it, but like, this is proof. People like genuinely want to be around you. Well, I just want to say thank you for letting me kind of join this friendship triangle that the three of you have made. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys on the podcast, but also getting to know you guys just through college and through life. Um, we really appreciate you being here today and fitting us in. As we know, we, we, were, we were, apparently we're fit in, Nick, today. So I, oh, I, I you're no number idea. one on our list of priorities. Okay, oh, whoa, we okay, so. Any plans we had for this <laughs> podcast, we were well, ready. Well, you're welcome back to the podcast anytime. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we didn't take up too much of your, your precious time. Um, but thank you so much for for being here um, and for waking up early, especially Rachel, because I know you said that you're not as much of a morning person. I know, Elizabeth, you are a little bit, but um, we are very grateful. Um, anyway, my name is Justin. I'm Nick. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Point of Do Podcast, spelled D-O-O all one word, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm slash point of do. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple podcast store, or as Nick said in the beginning, share us with a friend or family member. We would really appreciate it and are truly grateful for all of your support. As always, we hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Everyone say it. H. H. I'll never force myself.